guys. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm Beetlejuice. And I'm the Candyman. And we're here to steal your souls. Hand them we over. Really, we really like human souls, um, but animal souls will will also take those. Um, and we prefer them to be in like a mason jar or maybe even like if you've got a really pretty like ceramic pot, that'll do. Um, Creative points if you decorate. Yes, use the paints. <laughs> we love decoration over here at um, Soul Incorporated. <laughs> Soul you know, Incorporated. Yeah, it's a listen. We are horror men. We are not businessmen, so we're still working on it. Um, so yeah, just we are on Haunted Street. <laughs> And Scary Avenue. <laughs> yes, those are our cross streets. Um, <laughs> we're just kidding. I'm Alana. And I'm Raven. And this is our podcast, Louie and Fonts, where we have fun facts for freaks. Literally this week, or this month, because we're doing, we're doing something spooky. It's super spooky, you guys. I don't think you're ready for it. I know I'm not ready for it. I'm definitely but... not ready for it. You know, we're just gonna, but we're gonna have to go with it because, like, we already picked it. So we did, we did, and we did all the work. We already have the episode planned. Like, we we've already committed. But I'm gonna be I'm crying gonna the need, whole time. I'm gonna need a security blanket. Yeah, do you, I need I need a hand to hold? Where's my cat? <laughs> Where's my cat? I need my I need my animal to love me so I don't break down while recording. Um, no, we are going to be doing urban legends this month. Ooh. I know as our theme. Um, I'm really excited, actually. Like, I feel like our more fun episodes are like the freakier side than the factual. But like, I'm here for that. It's a. I think it's a mix of the two because we've had some really cool factual episodes too. That is true. Also, but I just think like because these kind of count as fact. They're fact in legend. <laughs> Like I said before, they're fact in that they're written down. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly it. And we're sticking with it. <laughs> um, I think I think I'm actually gonna start off this week with my urban legends that I've picked. All right, I'm ready to be spooked. See, to match the theme of this this month's uh, theme, literally, um, I have some spooky puns, so I'm really excited. Uh, of course you do. Of course I do. Don't sound so disappointed. You love my puns. <laughs> I am ambivalent. <laughs> You're like, I have no words in this. Just say your puns and be done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she tells me every day, listeners, that she hates me and my puns. It's okay. I just, I keep trucking through. That's um, right. Yeah. I text you in the morning. I hate you and your puns. That's and I, the morning message. <laughs> and I wake up and go, oh, and then I go on with my day. <laughs> <laughs> so my pun is are you ready raven i don't think you're ready yeah i want to know what they are okay so i i limited myself to two this week sadly but don't worry don't worry they're good ones so my first one is um how did ghosts manage to keep in shape they scare it out no they know. exercise regularly okay like ex well, or exercise good you know bye world i've died with the demons and you know <laughs> the possessions. She said with the demons. 
don't worry. It it actually fits what I'm talking about. Like I know that sometimes my puns are kind of all over the place, but this one actually works. Um, I'm gonna be telling you about what I think is funny is that you never actually tie the puns into. <laughs> You're so mean, but this time it works. I promise. Look, I remember one time you did one for the inventions, but I never knew where the puns came from. <laughs> like I listen, never knew where they tied in. Listeners, if you if you love us, you will go back through through all the episodes we've had and and tweet us the ones that actually fit <laughs> with the with the theme of what we're talking about. Like go through and pick pick the puns that I say that works <laughs> with what I was talking about. Listeners, <laughs> we will she is petty. Do not do this. We will see who is correct. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm going to be telling you about the many horrors of Turnbull Canyon. Have you ever heard of Ooh. that before? No, I have not. Tell me about it. So, I am. Uh, before we do this, though, you want to know where I got my ideas for my sections for? Or from? Should I say? Where? Um, so, you know how we live in different states, sadly. So, I thought, why don't I just pick some of the most popular uh, urban legends from each state? So... Ooh, we are. that's pretty cool. Yeah, so for California, it's the Turnbull Canyon, and I'm going to tell you all about it. Awesome. So, a bright and sunny 49,000-acre spot in Puente Hills in California is the perfect place for some outdoor time. You know, it's got the hiking trails and roads and open fields, which makes it seem completely harmless. But if that's the case, then why does it have so many horror stories surrounding it? So... Any horrific situation that you can maybe come up with, Raven, and listeners, uh, with it probably has, like, a tail within the canyon. <laughs> like, there's probably something regarding the canyon that also deals with whatever situation you can come up with. That's um, crazy. Yeah. So, just to list a few. So, all of those fun activities you have planned there are probably going to be ruined by ghosts that are ready to kill, or the cultists that live within the rocks, or the Native American curses that set the soils, or the plane that crashed in the 50s that has, like, no records about it. Or the UFOs that are ready to have done. <laughs> oh, good. So, you go there and you just have, like, a, a cluster of all the things you can do and be harassed by. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like a supernatural harassment. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like I said, anything paranormal that you can think of probably has happened in the Turbul Canyon. Um... So I'm just going to go into like a couple of them because like I said, that is a very long list. <laughs> so I'm going to pick like maybe two or three ish, I think is what I have here. So uh, the local Indian tribes called the Canyon, the place of the devil or the dark place. Ooh, I know spooky, which is kind of concerning because like, you know, it's supposed to be all sunshiny and all happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> it's supposed to be like California. Yeah. You know, all of California. In this little canyon, and it's the place of the devil. Um, and this is mainly because of the long history of evil that resides in it. Like, they actually considered it in general to be a place of forbidden ground. So, mm -hmm. uh, this is because when the Spanish showed up, they actually forced the natives there, like, into the canyon that they feared. Because, like, they were genuinely super afraid of the canyon. Like, they would not step foot in it like they would build around it basically so then that way they didn't have to even be near it um and they 
there were uh there the indians were made to either like convert to christianity or to be killed which is like very sad because yeah you know, that is very sad yeah um but some thought that by making the indians like quote unquote face their fears they would be more willing to accept the faith that brought them there like them meaning the spanish who had gone and like cultivated the lands or whatever mm-hmm. um However, the natives simply withdrew in on themselves once they, like, were forced into the canyon, and they seemed to kind of, like, accept their spiritual fate uh, of just, they were cursed, and that was that. (laughs) Um, One of the shamans told a a soldier that now that, now we are without hope, uh, now we we remain for as long as the sun rises and sets in the sky. So, he... He was not happy with the whole situation. Like yeah, a lot no, of people, I could... a lot of people lost hope, which is heartbreaking. Yeah, um, and even now, like when people go, uh, locals and tourists alike, they all report feeling like there are just hundreds of eyes looking in on them uh, as they walk through the canyon, which is just creepy. <laughs> Because it's it's speculated that it's the the Native Americans that were forced into the canyon that all died there, and so people are like, "Oh shoot, there's eyes watching us." There's eyes. I know, it's spooky. So yeah. spooky. So that's just the like the first part. Um, the second part is like I want to say thirty times more scarier. Oh my than, gosh! Yeah. So. There are, like, these old reports of a satanic cult that formed (laughs) within the canyons um, during the time of, like, the Great Depression. And the cult was mainly made of, like, men and women that dressed in incredibly dark robes, which is if you step outside at nighttime and you, like, see these figures just cloaked in these dark clothing, you're going to be spooked. (laughs) I'm so going to be spooked. I would probably cry. <laughs> um, so apparently, like, this cult was sighted uh, within the canyons with a child who had reported, who had been reported as missing, like, weeks prior. Um, no one seemed to believe the man that, like, saw that and then reported it to the town uh, until there were even more children who were going missing. And so when the townspeople appeared ready to fight and defend their place, their place of living, the cult was nowhere to be found. Like, <gasps> mm-hmm. creepy. Like, everybody packed up shop. Nobody wanted to go back. Like, or the cult, like, the cult was basically gone. Like, there was no trace of them, but like, they knew that something was going on because their kids were missing. So, and like, oh my gosh. The kids would never show back up because, you know, like, in some missing people cases, like, they return, especially when it, when it involves like a group. Yeah. But, the kids were, like, never to be found again. And, like, there's actually a story that was reported, like, within the man who found, like, what was going on. But I didn't want to get too deep into it because it is kind of graphic. So, mm-hmm. but it's, like, it's crazy. Um, so, according to the website, uh, backpackreverse.com, thanks to them, uh, there have been some actual, like, recent reports of graffiti that seems to be very specific <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So one of them just says, die Jesus. Oh. <laughs> which is, yeah, which is just, you know, it's there. 
And then, you know, some think that this is actually a sign that the cult could be returning, which I I can see why. Because, like, if you're a local there, you know the stories, you know the details. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. But it could also just be a prank that someone's pulling. But, like, out of nowhere, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty sketchy either way, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I just, I hope that, like, they just keep their kids safe, because the cult was clearly after children, specifically, so I'm hoping that, like, everybody that lives in the Turnbull Canyon, or, like, around it, keeps everybody safe. Um, And then the last one that I wanted to talk about, there was apparently an asylum that was opened within the canyon, like, an insane asylum. What? Yeah. Why would you do that? (laughs) Because it was supposed to be, like, this place of healing, But as more and more people kind of looked into it, that couldn't have been further from the truth. Because, like, some of the practices that were going on there was just, like, not mentally healthy. And then physically healthy was, like, way worse. So, it (laughs) – they thought because, like, it was a a place of, like, spirituality that, like, good spirits would come through and it would be a place of healing. But, like I said, that was not the truth. Um – there are actually, like, no solid records that detail what happened exactly, but the energy there is je- definitely just scary, and it runs off a lot of the, tur- the tourists. Like, some people that go there, um, they get really strong fear, or, like, really strong feelings of fear and sadness, and sometimes even, like, panic, and some people, because you know how, like, you have some really spiritual people who like mm-hmm. can't be around certain energies some can't even stand inside the building or even around the area of Turnbull Cannon like it's I can totally believe that and I would be one of those people just because that sounds scary and yeah. I would be a part of it well and then like some of these people like don't even know the history of it they're just there because it sounded cool and also it's very pretty like it's not an ugly spot but like just spiritually like there's a lot going on down there apparently that like spooks them off so when they go around the area of like where the asylum had been they can't even like they start getting lightheaded they fall they pass out like they can't so wild yeah it's crazy and do you want to know the craziest part what's the craziest part so apparently the asylum actually burned down in a mysterious fire after standing for 10 years (laughs) yeah so you know there's that (laughs) excellent excellent Um, and then, you know, you've got your ghost sightings occasionally. Um, like I said, prior, there was, like, a plane crash that was supposedly happening, uh, in the 50s, and the plane was reported missing, but the reports of the crash happening was not, like, there. So, I guess the best way to explain that is, like, people are speculating that the plane crashed within the canyon, like, something happened with it that forced it into the canyon and uh people are saying like the canyon made the plane crash because of the energy and like spirituality that's there so i don't know wild but there's like no reports of um of like victims i guess of like the crash so i don't know <laughs> another mysterious plane crash we have a lot oh, of those. yeah I know. And, like, for it to be happening in the 50s and then there's no reports of it is just, like, really iffy. But, you know, I don't know. So, we you know. Have, I mean, we have missing plane crashes now. 
Yeah, and that's true. And then there's like no records of it, you know. So anything could happen, wild. honestly. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. But um there have been like a ton of ghost sightings around that area, like specifically where naturally the, where the no, but specifically where like the asylum is, like not even where like some of the cult happenings were supposedly like going on, like specifically within the asylum area. There's been a lot of ghost sightings. Um, and people claim to see people in like or apparitions in um hospital clothing, so they speculate that those can be some of the patients that are there. Um, and then some people even report seeing children like in trees or running around rocks or like hiding within like spaces within the houses. Um, and they suspect that these kids could be some of the victims of the aforementioned cult, so. Yeah, I can believe that. So, yeah. But Turnbull Canyon is crazy. Like, I had never heard of it, and I live in California. So I was just like, man, I don't want to go there. That is just... No, I don't want to be anywhere near that spot, honestly. It just like, sounds I like know so bad. That it's supposed to be beautiful, but no, count me out. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's just... I don't think it's healthy to be there. Like, whether or not you believe in, like, the spirits or, like, ghostly situations, like, I don't think it's safe for anybody to be there. I mean, I would agree with you on that one. Most importantly, but, me. I don't want to be there. You're like, me and me in specifics, I do not want to be there. But, um, like, even the website that I used, it was, like, it gave me the, the situations that were happening there and then, like, the details. And then right under it, it was, like, want to go see Turn Turnbull Canyon for yourself? Book a flight. No. And I was, like, what? <laughs> no. I would, not, I, I would like no. to book a flight in the opposite direction. <laughs> Can I go all the way to New York instead? Thank you. Catch me hiding from that spot particularly. <laughs> Listen, I just cursed the podcast and I'm so sorry. Like You did by Turnbull Canyon. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. If you, um, I don't even know what, if you see reports or anything in your room or, like, in your living room, just, like, floating there. <laughs> I did it. I'm sorry. I did it. I'm sorry. I, I sent the, I sent the ghouls to your home. Oh, but, gosh. But, yeah, that's Turnbull Canyon. And, honestly, well, I'm Well, thank you for telling me about that. I am very frightened. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> I did too. I thought it was fun to learn about, just not a fun place to be. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be the theme of this month. A lot of fun places to hear about and learn about, but not be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of all I've got for you for Turnbull. I was too scared to look into anything else. <laughs> up guys this is the first segment of the episode i almost said the whole i almost said something completely different but here we are um <laughs> what did you Liz, i was just gonna like go into like three different languages of that intro and it was just not gonna be good <laughs> but uh we're here with obsession of the week which is you know an oldie but it's a goodie like you know you guys care about what we're obsessed about right <laughs> We care about what you're obsessed about. Uh, you should tell us what you're obsessed about this week, and we will tell us. it. <laughs> um, do you want to know what I'm obsessed about this week, Raven? Yeah, tell me what you're obsessed about. I'm obsessed with my friends. And, like, 
Why are you obsessed like with your friends? Like, let me just clear the air. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's no, a no, 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 not in like a creepy way. Listen, I just said it. It's not creepy anymore. <laughs> it can't oh, be creepy anymore. Yeah, it is. Works. No, it can't be creepy anymore because I I cleared the air and said that it wasn't in a creepy way. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> sure. No, I'm obsessed with my friends because. Uh, if you guys didn't know, Raven knew, but if the listeners didn't know, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, which you should, by the way, but I graduated last week and um, I'm going to miss a lot of my friends. And so I've been spending a lot of time with them the past like couple days. So yeah, I'm obsessed with my friends. It's kind of like a sad obsession of the week, <laughs> but you know. Well, that's not fun. Get that out no, of here. No, but it's, it is fun because like we had parties and like we hung out. I got to give them all my love for, like, three days. It was great. So, you know. Yeah. That is a great mm-hmm. obsession of the week. What is yours? My obsession of the week is TV, because I've been watching a lot of it over this and over this past holiday weekend, not this upcoming one, because there is no upcoming one. <laughs> the future holiday. <laughs> the future holiday weekend that I was watching TV over, mm-hmm. you know. So I've been watching cartoons and anime and drama. Ooh and um some science fiction wow. yeah i've been watching a lot have of you been that. watching the x files uh no i have not but i have seen it before have you been watching <laughs> twilight zone are those the only science fiction shows that you know yeah <laughs> have you been watching doctor who i have not <laughs> have you been watching we're gonna keep going until i get one right <laughs> Um, uh, what science fiction? Let's see. Have you been watching? That's not science. I was gonna say Sherlock, but that's not science fiction. <laughs> no, that's just like more like science. That's more like <laughs> science. Yeah, drama. science <laughs> or investigative drama. Is that a genre? There you go. Investigate. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Cool. I'm glad that I like didn't screw it up or anything. Um. Hey, can I get a hint? Um. It starts with an O. Um, the o- I've talked about it before. The OA? Well, yes, that is one of the shows that I've been watching, wow. but not wow. the science fiction one. Um, do you think that the OA is science fiction? Um, I, yeah, I think so. Like, I, it's it's not real, so it's fiction, and it's got like some religious. I mean, and, I would like, just call it drama. Really? Okay, yeah, I could see it being drama, but I also think it's pretty much science fiction, too, because, like, it deals with, like, a spirituality, like, not even, I'm not saying spirituality is science, guys, just to, <laughs> but, like, wait, what's even worse is it sounds like you're saying spirituality is science fiction. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I meant, like, because it deals with, like, outer worldly, like, unknown aspects, like, I feel like it would fit under science fiction, more, more than it, like, at the same amount that it would with drama. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's why I thought it was, like, science fiction. What's the show that you've been watching, Raven? <laughs> so, the show that I've been watching is Orphan Black. Oh, I would have never gotten that. <laughs> but I've talked about it before. I know. That doesn't mean I would have gotten it. <laughs> Fair. Fair. So, um, yeah, I've been watching Orphan Black and um, The OA, which is a Netflix original show. Orphan Black is a BBC original Ooh. show. Uh, yeah, it's available on Amazon Prime. 
if you want to watch it. And the OA is obviously available on Netflix and Netflix only because Netflix is stingy. You know what show I think you would like? It's what? called Humans. And it's like Detroit become. I've seen you have, have you seen the whole thing? Okay. No. Where did you like leave off? Because it gets pretty good like later on. Oh, then maybe I should start watching Yeah, because, like, the whole first season is actually pretty cool. And then, like, the intro to the second season is pretty cool, too. Huh. Okay, then. Well, then, now I'm watching Human. <laughs> <laughs> Best friends influence your choices. Woo! That's the... I mean, that's real. Friends do influence their choices. Well, I I specifically contribute to the TV area. <laughs> And that's, that's all true. I do. <laughs> all, that's the only choice. I was going to say, that's the only choices you contribute towards. Just TV. Nothing else. Not like no, this podcast honestly. or anything. Man. Well, uh, thank you for sharing your obsession of the week. Um, thank you for sharing your obsession of the Of course. Week. To any of my friends that are currently listening, including Raven, I love you guys a lot. Just so you know. Yeah. Aww, I love you too. But, <laughs> wow. Friendship. Uh, but we'll talk to you guys in a couple seconds. So, Alana, have you ever been to a sleepover? A sleepover? Yeah. Um, no, because I don't have friends. Well, well if you long. did have friends, <laughs> you'd go to a sleepover, which okay. is a typical American pastime where children get together at another person's house that's not their own, and they sleep over. I didn't explain that very nicely, but it you makes get the total gist. sense. Yeah, I feel like I'm in one right now. Hey, who do you like? So you do know what happens at sleepovers. <laughs> I lied. I do have friends. I've been to one sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> one and a half. I fell one asleep a at a regular party, so I'm counting. <laughs> regular party. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what a sleepover is. That's not my joke. Don't laugh at that. Oh, no, it was very funny. I'm going to laugh anyways. You don't control me. Uh, It's a Bob's Burgers joke. Ah, the classics. (laughs) The classics. Anyways, so sleepovers, right? Mm -hmm. So this is something that happens at a regular sleepover. The game called Bloody Mary. I used to be so scared of this as a kid. Well, now you're going to learn where it comes from. Are you ready? That's actually really exciting. Yeah, tell me all about it. Okay. So the whole premise of Bloody Mary is that you stand in front of a mirror in a darkened bathroom and chant Bloody Mary three times. Mm -hmm. Some say a bloodied woman will appear. And some say that she'll come out of the mirror and claw your face or she'll haunt you for the rest of your life. And some even say that she'll kill you. But no one knows for sure. But it has been like a test of like boys and girls sleepovers, you know, um, when they're at like all surrounded by their friends, all the rest of them will hide out, you know, outside the bathroom door. And then eventually someone ends up scaring someone else. Someone pees their pants. It's a whole Yeah. See, I had those type of friends where when we went to go do this, they would scare the person. Like it that was came out the of the door. Yeah, no, that's how you're supposed to do it. That it was the, either the door or like the shower. Like they moved the shower. That's how and bloody reached out. That's how bloody Mary ended every a hundred percent of the time. It sucked. <laughs> so, 
originally, um, this was not a a chant to see if some woman was going to kill you or not. It wasn't so macabre and murdery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the original ritual takes root Hundreds of years ago, when young women coming of age would walk backwards up a flight of stairs, then peer into a mirror in a darkened room while holding a candle. This was said to reveal the face of their future husband. Sometimes a skull would materialize, signifying death before the chance to marry. So, (laughs) yeah, no, really sad, right? But why backwards up the stairs? Like, it's just, it's like one of those old wives tales. Like, that's how you're supposed to do it. But people were really seeing, like, hallucinations and stuff. Like, people would write about it. Right, right. So, one of the scientific explanations for, like, some of the visions was that after prolonged periods of, like, gazing into a mirror under poor lighting, often the images would just, like, contort, you know, or melt Mm -hmm. away and become, like, faces of pretty much whatever you wanted to see, you know? Right. So, that's kind of, like, your scientific explanation for it. But it's kind of... The whole, like, seeing the skull and the thing, like, definitely, I can see where it transformed into the whole Bloody Mary thing. Oh, yeah. And also, like, weren't the mirrors back then made of, like, lead or something? Or, like, yeah. really They're, They were silver? made of, I think it was either, I really want to say, because I'm a nerd and I love vampire lore, that they were mm-hmm. backed by silver. Yeah, I want to say that, too. Which is why vampires can't see, like, vampires couldn't see in in mirrors right now they can because it's backed by like alloy or something like that yeah it's like a uh, yeah it's something but yeah so like but those heavy metals like get into your system if you exactly like long so you know you're in a heavy metal situation and plus they're like bathing in heavy metals too like a whole bunch of heavy metals and they're eating with (laughs) heavy metals too because like the metals that they were using like for forks and stuff exactly yeah man So that's one of the reasons why that's like kind of where the whole ritual took place. Mm -hmm. But another one of the really, really crazy, like background, like another layer of the background here is um, the actual, well, this is one of the said to be like the actual Bloody Mary, you know, like the woman that's supposed to visit you. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be Queen Mary the first, the first queen regent of England. Didn't she? Didn't she marry uh, Henry? Close. She's the child of King Henry oh, the Eighth. That's right. Oh my and god, Catherine, her, her sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the only child of King Henry the Eighth and Catherine of Aragon. And um, her parents were annulled. Their marriage was annulled when she was seventeen. Mm-hmm. So at that point, she was like no longer allowed to see her mother, um, which is like pretty tragic, right? This the king, uh, King Henry VIII's second wife, Anne Boleyn. Like at that point, she was she was marrying him, and mm-hmm. they had had a daughter, and she didn't want her to like keep her daughter from rising up the ranks. So she had her declared um, illegitimate. Which definitely hurt her, like, social standing. Right. So, basically, after that, she had a life full of pain and depression and a whole bunch of odds stacked against her. 
until she was about 37 when she eventually took the throne. And she married King Philip of Spain, 10 years her junior, which is really creepy. Yeah, I don't think I like that. Right? And after months of trying to conceive an heir, Mary believed herself to be pregnant. So, nine months later, she's ready to give birth, except she never did. A few months after that, her swollen belly receded, and they lost all hope that she would give birth. At the time of her pregnancy, the country was divided by religion between Protestants and Catholics, and Mary determined to unite determined to unite her people under the true religion of the land, took action by signing an act shortly before Christmas in 1554. That would result in the Marian persecutions, in which an estimated 240 men and 60 women were sentenced as Protestants and burned at the stake, earning her the name Bloody Mary. See, to this I day... Was... Hold on! Here's the creepiest part about her whole life. I'm to ready. this day... She remains one of the most infamous cases of pseudocesis. Pseudocesis. It's a lot of C's and S's and Y's. Um, or phantom pregnancy. Oh, pseudocesis or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, pseudocesis. So I said it right. Yeah, you did. I, yeah, no, no, no. The moment you said, like, she got herself to be pregnant, I was like, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was obviously, very proud of myself. Obviously, they didn't know what it was back in 1553. Right. They thought she was really pregnant. Mm-hmm. But, like, she, obviously, she wished herself, she wanted to have an heir so bad that she tricked her body into becoming pregnant. And it actually, like, she showed the symptoms and everything. Mm-hmm. Which but, is just sad to think about, because it's it, like, no, you know. her life, Queen Mary's life was really sad. Yeah. Because she, her. that, she tried to have a baby so bad, and then faked herself into having a baby, and then the country was like, she ain't real. <laughs> She's actually fake. Not her. Not the Not, not the, the kid, baby. No, her. <laughs> she her. is our queen, does not exist. So. <laughs> no, I remember, um, in one of my classes... Um, our teacher was telling us, like, that the way that the, like, murders would happen back then, because, it, like you said, th- it was divided by between, like, Christianity and then Protestant. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the way that it was, it was Mary, and then I think it was, like, Catherine. I don't remember the name of the, the other one that took the throne, but, like, they, they, like, swapped between, like, their father's beliefs and then what they believed. So, um, Mary was Christian. And so she basically had, like, people go through the kingdom and, like, have the subjects, like, sign a piece of paper saying that they were yep. Christian. And then if they didn't sign it, they would be sentenced to death. Yep. Pretty much. Which is, like, it's, that's crazy. And then, like, if you found, if, um, I don't remember who took the throne after her, if it was the one who was Protestant. But if you found, if you were found out, like, prior that you had signed the other piece, the other piece of paper saying that you were like a Protestant or a Christian, like you would be killed too. Yeah, so there was a lose lose situation. Yeah, there was no winning. <laughs> but that is one of the Marys that is said to be like Bloody Mary. Another yeah. one of the Marys that I found was Mary Worth. She was um, an infamous witch who was burned at the stake in Salem. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's another one of them. But, like, 
there's little, if any, proof of Mary Worth's existence. Like, not like there is of Queen Mary's existence. Right. So it's kind of, like, hard to pinpoint which Mary it is. But obviously, Hollywood has taken the story and ran with it because Bloody Mary comes up everywhere. And there are, like, tons of retellings of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I feel like Bloody Mary was, like, really some of the first, uh, like, one of the first urban legends that really spawned, like, horror stories, kind of, if that makes sense. It's, like, one of those original urban legends, yeah. mm Mm-hmm. Like the OG. <laughs> the OG urban legend. Bloody Mary earned her spot as number like one or two. Like she's <laughs> up there. <laughs> she's up there with Bigfoot, honestly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. I didn't, Bigfoot didn't even cross my mind. But yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah, no, that's crazy though. Because like you never think, well, you do think. But like where it comes from. Like the urban yeah. legends. But it's always yeah. it's always crazy to figure out where things coming from. I want to know more about that Mary Worth character. She seems kind of crazy. Well, you know what? Do some of your own research. I'm not here for your. Oh, but the listener. <laughs> I'm not here for know. your entertainment. I count as a listener. I want to know the details. <laughs> Do more research for me, Raven. Please, I want to know. Well, um. <laughs> I can tell you that she was a beautiful woman who died in a car accident, whose face was severely disfigured and bloodied. So when she's summoned, she appears to the conjurer dressed in all white with blood dripping down her face. Isn't that cool? That's where the appearance came from then. Because Probably. every time I think of Bloody Mary, that's exactly what I, I think, think of. of. Like, it's like a woman yeah. in white who has blood coming so from everywhere. So maybe it's like a twist of the two, you know? Yeah. I honestly think, like, that's where the name came from, was, like, Bloody Mary coming from Queen Mary, and then the imagery coming from, like, just... Mary Worth, yeah. Yeah. But it's wow, that's actually really it. crazy. Yeah, it's, I loved learning about it. So I hope you guys did, too. Well, thank you for sharing with the with the class. ever wondered what happened to Amelia Earhart? Every day, honestly. Really? Yeah, you know, I just have time to think about her a lot. That's fair. Sometimes when I'm editing, well, I'll go, ah, oh, Amelia Earhart. Amelia. Where Amelia, are where art thou? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, she went missing when uh, Shakespeare was around. <laughs> no, obviously. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I was going to talk about some of the mysteries, some historical mysteries that were never really solved. Ooh, is this for, uh, it's a history thing? It's a history thing. Um, I don't know. Well, I'm excited to, to know. <laughs> I didn't say I'd be telling them about that, the mysterical answers. Oh, okay. That's not Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to let you go with it. Because I was like, mystery and historical? There you go. I'm historical. So, historical answers. So, um, the first story that I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about is called The Solomon Spaceman. On the afternoon of the 23rd of May in 1964, an employee of the Cumbrian Fire Service took a photograph of his wife and daughter during the day out on the local spot in Solway Firth. When he collected the photographs a couple of days later, the assistant told him it was a shame that one was spoiled by the man in the background wearing a spacesuit. 
Sure enough, one image of his youngest daughter, Elizabeth, clearly shows an enigmatic figure floating behind her head. The spaceman is dressed in a white suit that resembles those worn by NASA astronauts at the time. The photograph was examined by Kodak and scrutinized by detectives from the Cumbrian police, who were unable to explain it. He died, Jim Templeton, which was the employee's name, died in 2011 without learning the true identity of the Solway spaceman. The image remains one of the most perplexing in the history of anomalous photography. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is that is actually super weird. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how I would react to seeing something like that in my photograph. Yeah, creepy. I would go, ooh. Yeah, I do the same thing. So the next one I wanted to tell you about was Amelia Earhart. So um, everyone probably has heard about her in school, you mm-hmm. know, way back when. When Shakespeare was alive. <laughs> when Shakespeare was alive. But in 1937, Amelia Earhart, one of the world's most famous aviators, apparently disappeared without a trace during an attempt to circumnavigate the globe. Those searches began only an hour after Earhart's last recorded message. Nothing was ever found, and her fate remains one of the greatest historical mysteries of all time. Or does it? In fact, a woman's body was located on Gardner Island, part of the Phoenix Islands in Kiribati in the Western Pacific Ocean in 1940. With it were a campfire, a navigational sextant, and the remains of shoes. The body was later judged to be that of a white female of northern European descent around Earhart's height. Expeditions carried out since 2001 have found other evidence suggesting the presence of an American woman alive in the 1930s. It's possible that Earhart lived as a castaway after an emergency landing. See, I, I dig this because I'm like, ooh, happy ending. Or maybe not so happy because, like, she's dead. But, uh. like, <laughs> but I've also heard other theories. And my favorite is that she was eaten by crabs when she crashed. Okay. Well. Have you never heard that one before? <laughs> nope. Never. Yeah. It's like, um, it's. And why is that your because favorite? Because it's like, what makes you think crabs? Like, of all the things. The, of all the things to be eaten of or yeah be, it could have been butterflies yeah but i don't think they have butterflies on like the island she landed in so i'm like crabs how <laughs> would you know that <laughs> don't i just wanted to share with you like a, a stupid theory that i remember hearing and it involved crabs <laughs> and it's my favorite <laughs> i just thought you should know Okay, so the last one I want to tell you about is called Dr. Crippen, the Doctor of Death. I'm scared. Dr. Holly, first of all, awesome name. Honestly. Dr. Holly Harvey Crippen became one of Britain's most infamous murderers when his wife Cora's body was discovered in the basement of their home in 1910. He was later arrested, tried, found guilty, and executed. So far, so familiar. What very few people realize, however, is that 2007 DNA testing on the body in the basement proved not only that the victim wasn't Cora, but that it was male. The evidence showed that Crippen was innocent of the crime he was hanged for. And interestingly, two weeks before the execution, he wrote, I am innocent and someday evidence will, will be found to prove it. Wow. Right? See, but at least he, like, knew – he knew the future. <laughs> He was like, "That's exactly what happened." He, he told like, the future. Somebody's gonna find out that someone framed me by putting this man in my basement. What if his wife did the murder? Oh, <gasps> plot, plot twist! His wife did the murder of some man. It was her lover. 
Probably. I'm calling it I'm right calling now. calling it. <laughs> I slapped the button. It was his, It was her lover. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, but th- that's some pretty cool, like, history stuff. Because, like, I'm two of those I've never heard of. So I was, like, I was here for it. Yeah. I When I was researching them, I was like, man, this is some some real historical. I only let you use that word once. Um, <laughs> I don't remember giving you permission to use it a second time. <laughs> well, anyways, besides my imaginary word mm-hmm. usage, that's been It's a History Thing. I don't know. Hey, Raven, I'm just going to start things off real, real nice and good for you, okay? I've got a With pun. a pun? Mm-hmm. I do have a pun, yes. So, yeah. why, Raven, why should you always trust a mummy with your secrets? Because they take the secrets to the grave. Ooh, that would have been good. No, it's because they keep everything under wraps. Oh, Mine are Isn't always, like, super logical. I know, but that one I always fit. answer with like a logical. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that answer would have been better had it been why should you always trust a zombie? Maybe. Oh yeah, because they yeah. take the secrets to the grave. Yeah. yeah okay. The, yeah. <laughs> right. No. Um. So do you remember earlier how I said I got like state related situations, like the state related urban legends? Mm-hmm. So your state is something that I've actually heard about before which i was very surprised because i was like tell you that my state has terrifying urban legends because they're all from like cowboys who were like yeah (laughs) no 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 they were like living off of like bugs and crap Mm -hmm. so they had like malnutrition and all kinds of nonsense going on so they were just seeing things in the wild (laughs) no honestly and this is probably (laughs) one of the things that they saw and was just like whoa i Um, bet i had full faith do you do you want to take a get like what urban legends do you know? So go through your go through your urban legend knowledge and then pick one that sounds like could be Texan. Well, I'd say the chupacabra. No, that's Mexican. Mm-hmm. I'll give you one more guess. The woman in white. No, um, but it does involve a color. Uh, this is the black eyed children. Have you heard of this one before? No, I have not laid on. Ooh, me. you're in for a treat. When I first heard about this, I was like, ooh, <laughs> do not like. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, thank you. Because it's like, it's just, okay, you'll see. <laughs> I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to give anything away before we get there. <laughs> so, um, I got all my info from Thrillist.com because they're the realist. Thrill- okay. <laughs> I am so done with you. See, she I've been said trying the to. Realist. I've been trying to like hype up where I get my like info from, so then that way, you know, they can sponsor us one day. <laughs> so the thrillists are the realists. There you go. Um. So yeah, That's but I'm not even their them. slogan. <laughs> <laughs> it better be after I said it. What the heck? Pay me my royalties. Um. <laughs> So according to them, the first documented case of black-eyed children came in the ni- came in 1996 from reporter Brian Bethel, who had pulled his car into the parking lot of an Albion uh, or Al- Abilene, Abilene? Abilene. 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 Abilene movie theater uh, to use the bright marquee light to write a check. Right. 
everything sounding all smooth and good. While filling out the check, uh, two young kids, who Bethel claims were between 9 and 12, approached the car, knocked on the window, and asked for a ride home to grab cash uh, to come back for the movie. The children, who totally unnerved Bethel, claimed that they didn't have a gun, which is just, like, weird. Really weird for children to automatically. Yeah. I mean, you hear, granted, in 1996. Even in 1996, kids knock on your window, go, hey, can you take me home real fast? I need money. I don't have a gun. Like, I don't have a gun. What an odd detail to throw in there. Just in case you were wondering, I don't have a gun. No, not in case you were wondering. I need you to know that I do not have a gun. I need you to know. My parole officer is standing three feet away. I do not have a weapon. He's told me to tell everyone that I do not have a weapon on me. (laughs) I'm trying not to go back to prison. Thank you. Um, No, so they told him, like, hey, we don't have a gun. And then they made eye contact and revealed their cold black eyes that Bethel later described as the sort of eyes one sees the days on aliens, or these days on aliens or bargain basement vampires on late night television. He reported this after two years um, on a ghost hunting forum, and this kind of encouraged others to report their own encounters with black-eyed kids. Because if you look at it, like, they, there's so many reports that have been made about these, like, weird children. Like, especially on Reddit. Like, I don't know if you're on Reddit all that often, but, like, the stories that I've seen regarding black-eyed children, like, they all follow the same kind of, like, storyline but they're all very unnerving like each story so I can imagine yeah so I'm, I'm gonna tell you like one of them that I remember but I want to tell you some facts about these creepy kids do you want to know about these facts I want to know about these facts all right so um black-eyed children will look like normal human children between the ages 6 and 16 but they will have completely pale skin and absolutely black eyes So, like, no sclera, which is, like, the whites of your eyes, and, like, no pupil, just black. Um, Additionally, people who have been in close proximity to black-eyed children report a feeling of unease that washed over them. Um, While nothing about the children's appearance besides, like, the eyes genuinely frightens people, they reported feeling... uh, They reported feelings ranging from anxiety to terror, like, just in their general vicinity. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, some people have also reported seeing black eyed children that have talons for feet or other demonic attributes, but most sightings are seemingly normal children. Black eyed children. Be real. This is just a sighting of some children who haven't cut their toenails in a long time. <laughs> okay. You've cracked the, the shadows, code. <laughs> the shadows are blocking their eyes. The government wants to know your location. The government government doesn't need to come get me. I just, listen, that's that's what's going on here, folks. I've just got the facts. This is fun facts for freaks. This is fun facts for freaks. I got the facts. We're quickly turning into fun facts about freaks. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Instead of FFFF, it's FFAF. (laughs) FFAF. So there you go. Um, no, I absolutely believe that these are just some like runaway kids who have some no runaway kids, <laughs> no hi- some hooligans, <laughs> some hooligans. They're dolphin hooligans. They're dolphin hooligans. And they've got claws, and it's horrifying. Obviously. Um, 
<laughs> Black eyed children are also commonly described as wearing dated clothing or dressing in a manner that's not typical of a normal child of their age. Um, black eyed children always ask for something. So it can either be like to get inside your car or into oh your house. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like they, they do it so nonchalantly. Like with the kids above, like they were like, Oh, we need to go home to get money. Can you let us in? Like, can you take us home? And No. <laughs> well, you say that now. Get out. <laughs> get away from me. You have a gun. We do not have a gun. We do not have a gun. I promise you we do not have a gun. He looks over his shoulder at his parole officer. And the parole officer is just nodding, <laughs> giving him a thumbs up. <laughs> Got a cheesy smile. You do not have a gun. That's right. You do not have um, a gun. <laughs> But, yeah, so they always ask to, like, get inside your car or, like, even your house to, like, use a phone. Or sometimes they even ask for, like, money, which is, like, just a couple dollars or something. Because they the, – the theory behind this, like, the, the conspiracy theory behind it is, like, they need something from you, like, a, a sort of agreement to be able to haunt you for a long oh, time. Oh, good. Yeah. So all children, stay away from me. <laughs> if you are a child listening to this podcast, no longer can you. Are I'm you, cutting you if off If you now. are 16 and below, you are, <laughs> are you no longer allowed to enter anywhere between 10 feet of me. Thank you. Goodbye. If you are between the ages 6 and 16, be gone. <laughs> you cannot be in my vicinity. You, you cannot can. be in my safety bubble. I'm not allowing I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm not about to get haunted by some devil children. Like, that's not <laughs> happening. Um, so apparently there are quote unquote, no truthful reported stories of what happens when you let them into your house or your home. But like I said, I'm going to get into that. Um, all stories come from people whose eerie feelings made them flee from the children or shut the door in their faces. Um, which is a genuine reaction that I absolutely understand. (laughs) Um, the earliest sighting of a black-eyed child was, like I said, with the journalist uh, Brian Bethel in 1996, and the story has been added to internet creepypasta lore, and um, to this day, Bethel insisted the incident was real and happened the way that he reported it. Because you know how sometimes, like, when creepypastas are posted, they're like, it gets oh, that's like, not real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it gets, like, added on to with fake stuff. Yeah. And so he's like, no, no, no. Like, this is 100% real. Like, I'm not making this up. And, like, as a journalist, I can kind of agree that he maybe isn't making it up. Yeah. But I think that the circumstances might have been not what he thought they were. But, you know, things happen. Um, And in 2014, a British paper reported that the sightings of black-eyed kids around the world were, in fact, rising. Um, but I also think that's just because of the connection that everybody has now to, like, the internet, that a lot more stories are being able to be shared. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe the same stories, just a lot more easier to spread. Um, and then the theories, there are some, like, theories about the black-eyed children that they are maybe vampires or aliens or, like, another version of, like, demonic origin. So, you know. I bet they're changelings. Ooh, yeah, that would be that would be a good theory. I bet they're changing children. Yep. Yeah, I'm here for that. Um, there have been actually like a lot of hoaxes that have recently been popping up though, because like like I said, with the internet, you've got a lot of access to things. So there are some children that are that are like buying the completely black contacts and then showing up at people's doorsteps. So (laughs) 
if you do that to me, I will shoot you. And <laughs> this is Texas, and I'm allowed to. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Stay away from my house. Because <laughs> I promise you, that's not funny. <laughs> and you oh, will no, get it's- hit horrifying like I could you will get hit by something I'm not sure what but the first thing that I can put my hands on is being thrown out this door (laughs) no um so this story that I remember it was either like I was listening to it I was actually reading it but basically this woman um her husband wasn't home and it was like storming outside as they do in like the the scary stories but it was always storming It's always a storm, but it wasn't like a regular storm. It was like a dust storm. So she like heard knocking on her door and she like didn't think of any anything of it. And then like the phone started ringing. And so she answered it and she like heard she heard something, but she couldn't make it out due to the storm. So she like hung up and then the knocking happened again. So she went to go get the door and there was like these two kids there and they were like i want to say like nine and nine like 13 or something but like Mm -hmm. they were wearing very like uh what's the word like i guess like dated clothing like from the from the like 1800s um periodic i guess is that the right word (laughs) period clothing yeah period there we go i was like periodic they're wearing the whole periodic table so one of them is neon they're playing (laughs) oh my goodness that was really funny Thank you. I worked really hard on that joke. <laughs> Good, All the ten it seconds succeeded. to come up with it. <laughs> um. So yeah, they were wearing like period clothing, and she was like, "Okay, like this is a little bit weird." And I think this happened in like 2007 ish. So I don't know what she thought it was, but she like continued to talk to them, and they basically said like they needed help. And they, like, kept repeating that they needed help. And she was, like, they don't sound like kids. Uh, They sounded like grown adults, like, using kid bodies to speak. And she she basically asked them, like, what they needed help with. And they claimed that they needed to use the phone. And so she warned them, like, hey, if you use the phone, like, it's not going to – it's probably not going to work because the dust storm's happening. They were, like, no, it'll work. So she lets them in. And she closes the door. Yeah, she closes the door behind her. And the girl immediately, like, beelines it to the kitchen. And the boy goes to the phone. And, like, it's kind of, like, in a secluded area. So he shouldn't have known where it was, but he did. So he, like, went to it. (laughs) She was like, um, that's suspicious, but whatever. And she, like, started feeling really sick. Like, she was saying, like, I feel really nauseous. Like, my head was spinning when I, whenever I would, like, try to make eye contact with them. But I managed to make eye contact with the girl as she peeked around, like, from the corner. And I saw she had no whites in her eyes. She had completely black eyes. And I noticed that her skin was, like, really pale. And then I started to panic. And I was like, uh-oh, girl. <laughs> Get yourself And that's some when help. you think that the children are going to kill you and that you yeah. shouldn't have let them in. So she was saying that, like, the girl was looking for money, apparently. And then, like, the kid didn't even make a phone call. He just stood by the phone with it, like, to his ear and just, like, listen to the dial tone, and she basically told him, like, oh, I don't think it's safe for you guys to be in here and wait until my husband gets home, like, you need to leave, and they were, like, no, and so they sat down on the couch, and she was, like, um, (laughs) you kind of have to go, and uh, she, like, I guess she basically, like, ended up kicking them out, and, like, the moment they left, she started feeling so much better, like, her nausea was gone, and then when she went into the kitchen, like, everything was in disarray, like, her tail, her her chairs were like flipped over and like the table was smashed in half 
And oh my gosh. Were, yeah. And like she said that she didn't hear any of this happening in the kitchen. Um, and so she was like very concerned that a small child could do this. And when her husband came home, he immediately was injured. Like he walked into the house and like he broke his leg. Like what? Yeah. And then so she said like for years after that, like all of these injuries started happening to her husband. Like he was diagnosed with like some type of cancer. He ended up like getting really bad pneumonia. Like it just all of these health issues with her husband. And then she started developing health issues. Like she was saying that she was having like gallstones and just like a whole a whole bunch of like bad stuff happening to them. And she was like, um, she she basically wrote in the rest of the forum that like to make sure that you never let these kids in and like even if you see them like don't even make eye contact with them because she thinks that's what brought in like the evil that hurt her family um so yeah and she said it didn't go away until like seven years or something so like they had seven years of just like horrible stuff happening to them so wow yeah that's insane yeah I think it's I think that's pretty crazy like it is very crazy yeah no scary scary business scary business I don't know what I would do I think I would just close my door I'm very empathetic and like I feel for everybody but I don't think I would let them in uh, yeah no no offense I, little kids I already told you you're like you already know what would happen to these kids if they showed up on my door I'm telling think- you if anyone shows up to my door with these fake little contacts on you're getting a book thrown at you <laughs> it's over <laughs> It's time to call it quits. Um, yeah. No, I think the kids that are going around now and pulling this prank are not funny. Like, <laughs> it's it's such a dangerous game to play because you don't know who's out there. You, you really You can have a book thrown at you by a raven. Like, you don't know. <laughs> by a raven. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I know that you're going to you're gonna throw the books at them. You got a vase ready. Like, you're just taking out the flowers, dumping out the a water. A vase! <laughs> <laughs> Where is my vase? I needed to throw it at these children. They're being hooligans. These pesky kids. These pesky children. <laughs> Always showing up on my doorstep with no eyes. With no eyes. Who do they think they are? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I would freak. I don't know what I would do. I would cry and I would I would I would freak. I would freak out. <laughs> Just like, hey, it'd be really funny if she let them in and they immediately started off with, we don't have a gun, but we need to use your phone. We don't have a gun. Maybe that's all they ever say. We don't have a gun. We don't have a gun. People are like, it's too weird to add into the story, but like they said it. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody's reported that they've Nobody had a gun. Nobody knows why, but they always say they don't have a gun. They just want to make sure that you know that you're safe. That you're safe with them, honestly. For the time being, you you will not be harmed by a weapon. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was a really interesting story. And thank you for telling me. Of course, it scares the living bejesus out of me. But here we are. Here we are. I don't know why I keep cursing the podcast. This is like the fifth time. Like, mine are all good and wholesome. And yours are like. Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't, death and destruction upon us and our families. <laughs> I didn't realize that a woman murdering hundreds of people who claim to be a certain religion was wholesome, but okay. It was only like 240. Only? Okay. We, in the grand <laughs> scheme of people who have killed other people, that is low. You shouldn't be killing people to begin with. Hold on. 
talk for a hot minute. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let's look at all of historical world fiction and. <laughs> no, no, no. I get what you're saying, but if you're if your justification for people murdering other people is well, it's not that many people. <laughs> like, Listen, this is a poor society, baby. <laughs> oh my god. No, I don't. I think that I think the podcast needs to be canceled. I can't do this. Can't do it anymore. Well. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I got her to cancel it. <laughs> is that your goal every episode now? See how see No, how but somehow every episode I get you to cancel. Yeah. <laughs> it's a skill that you have that you don't know about yet. Oh, okay. Hey Raven, I'm I'm pretty excited right now. Do you want to know why? Why are you pretty excited? Because we're doing one of my favorite segments on the whole podcast, Who the F*** Cares? Woo! I know, I know. Let's go. So, we always, you know what, I feel like at this point, it shouldn't be called, like, what it's called. I feel like it should be called Celebrities' Opinions That We Don't Care About. Because <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> We could change a lot of these titles of these segments, let's be real. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I feel like that's what it's uh, dwindling down into. (laughs) Because sometimes we just give tea. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Well, um, this week I've got got something that's right out of the gate. It happened uh, not too long ago. Do you want to know about it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know, you know Ariana Grande, you know, the... The, the yeah. girl who does the songs, you know, you know her. Um, well, she recently got a wax figure put up on, like, in her honor. And, like, you know how a lot of celebrities have wax figures? And they're actually yeah. pretty, like... And, like, Madame Tussauds. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. So, like, it's it's pretty, like, popular. And they actually do, like, a really good job of, like, representing the the artist or, like, the celebrity or whoever it's of. And so, uh, Madame Tussaud, like, did Ariana Grande's uh, wax figure. And fans hate it. <laughs> what? Do they really? Like, fans absolutely hate it. They say that it looks nothing like her. And um, when Ariana saw it, she immediately, like, threw shade to, <laughs> to Madame Tussaud. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, so <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, I just like, I don't know. I don't know. But basically, um, they say, like, there's a lot of people claiming that, like, the interpretation of Ariana Grande just doesn't look like her at all. And um, people are saying, like, maybe they face, used a bad picture. I honestly think so, because it looks like it was taken from uh the music video thank you next or like it's got um it's got like a back-to-back picture of like the possible reference um but it's some people are saying like it does it looks like uh the woman who did the wax figure didn't even look like didn't even look at a picture before creating the wax figure which is just rude (laughs) i know that's so mean yeah so she um, basically, like, Pop Crave News on Instagram said, like, London unveiled their brand new uh, Ariana Grande wax figure, right? And she responded with, I just want to talk. <laughs> oh, my God. Ariana. <laughs> She's pressed. So, 
Um, people, people are saying like they hope that Ariana Grande goes to see the actual figure, so then that way they can do comparisons. Because I mean, I guess it doesn't look like her. It seems like the only thing that got right, according to the fans, is like the tattoos that's on her hands, and like her clothing style, and then her hair. I just think, like, who cares? <laughs> Honestly, and like, if you ask me, like, I'm not an, I'm not like an Aria Grande, like, 100%, like, she's my gal. But like, I think I kind of know what her face looks like, and that looks pretty, pretty good. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I, I definitely have to say, like, who cares? Yeah, I just, um, cause you know, in the grand scheme of things. You got a wax figure that doesn't look like you. I'm so sorry. So, Alana, I know that you're a big fan of dogs. Yes, I love dogs. Yes, hi, hello. But I don't think that you'll like this one. Do you have dogs for me right now? Are you surprising me with dogs? I do have dogs for you. I'm surprising you with dogs. Oh my god. Because I've been waiting for this day. (laughs) For the 3, next years. urban legend that we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. is hellhounds. They're babies, and I will protect them. <laughs> no, they are not. They are the opposite of babies. Mm. They are vicious animals. Mm. Agree to disagree. Uh, we can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, a hellhound is a supernatural dog that resides in many cultures and folklore. And takes on a variety of shapes. Features that have been attributed to hellhounds include mangled black fur, glowing red eyes, super strength or speed, ghostly or phantom characteristics, and a foul odor. So what I'm hearing is baby. (laughs) What I'm hearing is haunted death dog. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, those are the best. (laughs) (laughs) No. What do you mean? I no. love those dogs. They're so sweet. <laughs> those are the worst. No. I, I could take any dog over the haunted death dog. Nah, man. Hellhounds are fantastic, and I will take five, placing my order on Amazon right now. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. How much does that cost? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> they should charge more because these dogs are children, and I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Is this how is this how I felt when um we were talking about the little mini washers? Yes. <laughs> you were like, I need fifteen. That's how I feel about these hellhounds. <laughs> they are my children. <laughs> I must protect. So certain European legends state that if someone stares into a hellhound's eyes three times or more, that person will surely die. You wanna know and- what's funny? <laughs> what's funny? I would do it just so I can love my dogs more. <laughs> just oh forever. Oh, my God. Listen, yeah. Give me opportunities to love my dogs for all of eternity. Whoop, whoop. I'll take that. You're the worst. This is not supposed <laughs> to be a good thing. This is not like an ad to go find a hellhound. Like, I'm on the hunt already. I told you. I already placed my Amazon order. <laughs> it's done. They're here. Amazon is contacting me right now, and they say that they are out of stock. Sorry. Oh, that's not what so. they told me. <laughs> Well, they didn't want to tell you because they thought that you were crazy. Aww. Well, they were right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm filing a complaint right now. <laughs> I'm filing a complaint right now. Hand the dogs over, Amazon. Stop stop keeping them to yourself. That's what they're doing. They're being selfish with the dogs. 
Why do they have them out of stock? Let's talk about this. Who else is ordering them? <laughs> <laughs> Who else Cut. is placing these orders? Cutscene to me surrounded by like a bajillion <laughs> help. Because you love them just as much as I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I love that imagery. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know who's doing this. This is crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. You're like scratching your head as I'm like, who? I can't find these dogs. And you're like, whoa. I'm like playing time. fetch. <laughs> it's one of those like, um, what is it? Like the comedy ones where it, you've got the like thing in the back that the parents aren't supposed to know about. And it's like yes. peeking through the window. That's the dogs. Yes. And then us in the living room. And you're like shooing the dog away. And it's like, and hey, I'm like, hey. please, no. <laughs> I turn around and it ducks down just at the perfect time. And you're like, woo. <laughs> when did our lives become a sitcom? I'm here for it. As of eight years ago. <laughs> As of eight years ago. Wow. Well, in some cultures, they associate the uh, hellhounds with the afterlife and with fire. Ooh. Ooh. So hellhounds have fire-based abilities and appearances, which is pretty cool, right? Yeah. I love I love just seeing designs of hellhounds because they're always so different, but always yeah, so the same. Yeah. They always, like, sense. you always know exactly what you're looking at, but it's always, mm-hmm. like, different characteristics and, like, people's own interpretations it's really cool I love that it's amazing I love looking at like not specifically hellhound art but like any art in general but like hellhound art is just so cool yeah no so it's really cool so they're also um they're often assigned to guard entrances to the world of the dead such as graveyards and burial grounds Mm -hmm. and they have been said to undertake other duties related to the afterlife or like or the supernatural like hunting lost souls or guarding supernatural treasure, which Ooh. is just really what? cool. Okay. I want to know what question or not what questions. I want to know what kind of treasure the afterlife has. Like the supernatural? Okay. What's your garden? Wait, hold on. I will bring that up in a five seconds. Ooh, so, I'm not patient. Seeing a hellhound or hearing its howl may be an omen or even a cause of death in some European legends. Ooh. So that's really cool. So um, they're said to be protectors of the supernatural, guarding the secrecy of supernatural creatures or beings from the world. Some examples in media that I've personally come across have been Harry Potter um, in the first movie or book, whichever one you may or may not have seen or yeah, read. Yeah, isn't it at the very beginning? No. No? Not, like, towards the end. Really? I just remember a bus and then him seeing the thing. I don't know if that's oh, spoilers. I guess there, I guess there are two, huh? Yeah, because I remember there one being like maybe okay. not super early. Hear but... about this. Hear about this. There are two examples of hellhounds in Harry Potter. Spoiler alert: the first one is um, in the first movie. There's a three-headed dog that guards a treasure in the castle. Mm-hmm. And that would be like, and it's um, Nicholas Flamel's. Um, 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 Sorcerer's Stone. You mm-hmm. know, have you heard about the Sorcerer's Stone? I have. So, like, that would be a supernatural treasure that a guard would, that a guard dog would guard. You know, oh, okay. that would be an example of that. Something that is like super, super valuable that everybody would want to get their hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, another, and then the other example in Harry Potter would be 
in the third book and or movie when Sirius Black shows up as a black dog. He's supposed to be like a hellhound or a signifier of like the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. But it it's not. It's It ends up being like his uncle. Please tell me that's when he's on the bus. Yes, there is a bus oh, okay. involved. That is the one that I remember then. It's so, when he gets off the bus and he's right. like in the bushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I remember. Because I was like, thinks, I could have sworn he saw a hellhound when he got yeah, off the bus. Yeah, he thinks it's a hellhound, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's just his uncle. And he's like, oh, who man, happens time to be for a me black to die. dog. <laughs> man. So there's that. And then in Supernatural, uh, the TV show, one of the characters gets dragged to hell by the hellhounds. That's in Supernatural. Be. The hellhounds are vicious. Humans can't see them. <laughs> um, so all, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so, I like that one. <laughs> so if you're human, you can't see the thing that's coming after you. All you can do is hear the crazy barking dogs and like hear their growling and feel them tearing you apart and dragging you to hell. Like it's Aww. real. <laughs> that's sad. Yeah, Supernatural didn't play any games with those hellhounds. They were not. They were just like, all right, time to dump all of the bad into these sweet puppies. I know, <laughs> into these sweet baby puppies. So then um, the last one at media that I personally had, I know there are, like, tons of other examples of hellhounds in media, but, like, the ones that I've personally seen, mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes, um, The Hound of the Baskerville. It's a book and it's a TV show. It's a bunch mm-hmm. of TV shows and movies, but like this one specifically, and both of them, they ended up, spoiler alert, they ended up debunking the mystery and it's just a regular hound. Yeah. yeah. But the whole myth is that like hellhounds live in Baskerville and it like mm-hmm. haunts the moors of England. So that's like coming like straight from European legends right there. Um, like hor- um, hellhounds haunting. Like, direct places. Yeah. Like, yeah. haunting, like, creepy places like moors and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. I remember, um, I believe, because, like, it has to be, um, regarding, like, Greek mythology, like, all of the Percy Jackson, like, series, that whole yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. There I'm are pretty sure there they had I saw that. I saw that in my research as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also hellhounds in different folklore and religions as well. Not religions, um, cultures. Okay. So, like, in southern Mexico, in Central American folklore, it's the Cadejo. Is a, it's a big black dog that haunts travelers who walk late at night on rural roads. Ooh. Right? I like that imagery. <laughs> I know. Like, it just sent chills down my spine. I love it's that. Very, it's very creepy. I'm very so excited spooky. for it. So the myth is also common in American blues music, such as Robert Johnson's 1937 song, Hellhound on My Trail. Mm-hmm. And in Greek mythology, the hellhound Serbius belonged to Hades, the Greek god of the underworld. And Cerberus was said to be a massive, three-headed black dog that guarded the entrance to the underworld. See, every time, let me tell you, let me tell you some knowledge right here, okay? Drop listeners, it. Listeners and Raven, I'm about to smack y'all with some knowledge. So Cerberus, way back when, basically, like, Hades, like, if we're, if we're personifying all of the, myth, the mythology aspects of everything, Hades named his dog Spot. <laughs> because Cerberus back then was the equivalent of, like, naming your dog, like, Rover or, like, Spot. So... This big three-headed demon dog 
is just name spot. <laughs> which I is mean, why, <laughs> yeah. Which is why I think that they are just babies because I'm like this big baddie who's supposed to protect like all of the underworld is just named Spot. Like what a sweetheart. I love him and I will protect him. <laughs> Obviously you will because you've been ranting about these dogs since I brought them up. <laughs> Listen, you made a mistake. <laughs> By talking about these beautiful childs on this podcast. And I just, I gotta let you know. Like, I, I just love the, the thought. Have you seen, um, we're just getting into this now. Or I am, at least. Um, there's a, this new YouTube comic that's been going around. And it's like a, um, a Persephone and Hades and Cerberus. And Hades like, oh, wait, don't get too close to my dog. Like, he, he's not nice. And Persephone kind of, like, looks at Hades and shrugs and, like, holds out her hand to, like, the growling Cerberus. And Cerberus just, like, leans his head in and, like, pushes his foreheads against hers. And it's, like, the cutest thing ever. Yeah, and Hades is like, what? Like, nobody's ever, like, touched my dog like that. So it's actually really cute. So I just love the idea of, like, these vicious, like, dogs being tamed in a way, you know. Or at least having them be cordial, you know, because they can still be vicious children, just not towards you. Of course, of course. Well, that's all the information that I have for you about hellhounds. I hope um, you guys notice them more in your in your fictions and TV shows, because I'm sure that they will come up just yeah. like Bloody Mary. I'm sure mm-hmm. it will come up again in your in the social media and other media outlets. I thought you were going to say in your dreams, and I was like, yeah, that too. <laughs> probably. I mean, I know your horror stories will come up in my dreams probably tonight. You're welcome. Yeah. I hope I spooked a lot of people today. <laughs> Definitely got me. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, this theme, I don't, I want to say like it's not for the faint of heart, but like still listen. Cause you know. No, it's definitely for the faint of heart. I'm a it, baby. We're not, we're not gruesome on this podcast until we are, you know, things happen. That's true. It'll come up randomly. <laughs> but we flag it. And so if we haven't flagged it or like warned you guys beforehand, you're good. But um, yeah, for future reference, these this is the theme for this month. I almost said this week again. I'm so stuck in the week mindset. <laughs> but but uh, um for this but um I'm a baby. Um <laughs> get it? for this get it. Mm-hmm. Week. Mm-hmm. It's a week, but it's yeah. also week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But for this theme, we're doing urban legends, so just just be careful. Um, we do give you guys like what we're talking about beforehand, so if you don't think that's something you want to listen to, go ahead and skip ahead. Um, but man, Raven, is this the is this the end of the episode? Yeah, yeah, it's the end. What's it's the, the heck? end of the episode? That's not allowed. We get so sad every single time. It's not because fun I miss our listeners. I miss I them and I miss you. And I miss talking to our viewers, or not our viewers. They can't see us to this our listeners. This is an audio platform. This is an audio platform. No, um, but yeah, so this is the end. It's over. <laughs> and we'll miss you guys. Um, Raven, do you want to plug our socials? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got tons of places where you guys can look us up. 
We've got Twitter at Lumi and Fonts. Nope. Right? Nope. Mm-mm. At Lumi Fonts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is at L-U-M-I-F-O-N-C-E. And we've got our Instagram, which is Lumi and Fonts, which is spelled exactly the same way, except with an and in between it. Ooh, and we've got our email account, which is lumianfonts at gmail.com. So give us a shout out. We answer all of our DMs and our messages. We do with a with a smiley face and a high five prior yeah, to the five. actual words. <laughs> um, but yeah, give us uh, feedback on the show or suggestions on what you want to hear. Or if you referred us to a friend, let us know because we do like hearing about that. Yeah. Share it around. Um, if you, if whatever platform you're listening to this on, if it has like a rating system, give us a rating and like leave a nice note because we will smile and be very happy upon we'll be very seeing happy. all of your words. Um, and I believe that's it. Oh, I yeah. got to tell you guys when the next episode's coming. Ha ha. I almost forgot. Um, the next episode should be out on June 7th. So keep an eye out for that one. Um, and man, I guess we'll see you guys later. Or we'll see you guys next week. No, we won't see them, Raven. This isn't it's an audio. We gotta get that down. It's an audio platform. Right. Right. You'll got hear it. us later. <laughs> hear you later. Hear you later. Bye, guys. Bye.